Hey everyone, it's Daniel here from The Wandering Near. It is season 4, episode 2, and today we're with Emya. Emya is a singer, song, singer, songwriter, pop artist, producer, overall co-person from Brooklyn, New York. We talked about music, life, the idea of, of being serendipitous and timing and intuition and all of that. We also talked about her most recent single, which is called Being Single, and we shared a bit about our first date stories and things of that nature and, and everything else in between. And so without further ado, here is here is Emya's and I's conversation. And also I should note as well, like throughout the episode, um, there is like a, like a chime. Uh, I could not edit that out. Like I think I got a text message. And then there's also like something that dropped. I like dropped something as well. So anyway, without further ado, here's the episode. Okay, so uh, if uh, if you can introduce yourself and just tell us something random or crazy about yourself. <laughs> um, hey, everyone. I'm Emia. And my top three favorite animals are, in no particular order, goldfish, ostriches, and bunny rabbits. Hmm. Wait, like... What kind of rabbits? Like the wild ones or just like the ones that you get like at a store? Um, Specifically the American fuzzy lop rabbit. It, they're the ones with like extremely floppy ears. Yeah. And I think you can get them at a pet store, but they're they're pretty like, they're pretty fancy. Okay. <laughs> That's cool. Um, did you, did you like ever have a pet when you were younger? Yeah, yeah, I had a couple of goldfish. Um, may they all rest in peace. I uh, that was that's pretty much like the most real pet I've ever had. Mm -hmm. um, there was one time my family and I like rescued some birds from our backyard, but yeah. that's it. That's it. That's cool. Mm -hmm. um, I've only had a pet worm. So yeah, and it, a worm. Mm -hmm, a pet worm yeah it lasted probably like a few days and then my mom said it it went somewhere so <laughs> <laughs> but anyways um okay so i guess my first question is um what is what is like your favorite song ever that's like that like brings you back to like good memories or vibes or whatever or actually you know what top five because One's too, one's too kind of a short answer, you know. So top five. Top five. Um, hmm, okay. Uh, White Houses by Vanessa Carlton. Okay. Um, that just makes me think of middle school, and okay. it always makes me laugh because the subject material is very mature and i think my sixth grade self was like wow i relate to this so much <laughs> just the changing of our lives so yeah. i think i really love that song because i i mean for many reasons but it just makes me uh think about how young i was and then uh these days my favorite song is industry baby by lil nas x okay Good um choice. i yeah just like i just think just more songs should have horns 
and like drum there's no drum line in it but just horns in general Mm -hmm. more um gemini feed by banks okay and it's all coming back to me now celine dion makes me think of riding the back of my parents toyota camry (laughs) yeah and I don't know, TikTok by Kesha. Oh, wow. That's it's <laughs> very like OG song. Yes. It's actually yes. oddly enough ahead of its time because then like what, 10 plus years later, we have TikTok. So hmm, maybe she predicted it. You never know. She's She's got that intuition. Mm-hmm. She's amazing. I love her. Yeah, she is. Yeah. Pretty cool. <laughs> That's awesome. So, um, <laughs> next question is what was like your first concert either like yeah either when you were younger or like the first concert you went like by yourself and then like how'd you feel about that and how did that tie into you then like doing music if it did and if it didn't then like how'd you get into music oh yeah wow well the first concert I ever went to I went with my piano teacher. He took me to see Yanni, <laughs> which like, yeah, but... yeah. <laughs> which looking back, I'm like, wow, what a regal experience for my, my first concert. And it was incredible. I will say one yeah. of um, a, a cherished memory of mine. Definitely. And then the first concert I went to by myself, I went to see Josiah Lemming, who is now Josiah and the Bonvilles. He was a, contestant on American Idol season seven he got booted in the Hollywood round but he was my favorite yeah and I think before him I had no conception of some singers write songs really well yeah and he came to play at this coffee shop in Madison Wisconsin I have I like begged my mom to like drop me off I like Mm -hmm. she never lets me do stuff like that and um absolutely loved it had the time of my life Um, and yeah, I mean, I think that I've never really thought about how live music affected my journey into wanting to do music, but I think, I mean, it's like the closest thing to magic when you see an amazing live show. So something about that probably convinced me that this is potentially the best feeling ever if I, you know, got to be in their position. Definitely. I like that. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's really cool. Um, so I guess kind of off of that one is um, tell me just about your journey to music. Like, yeah. Absolutely. How'd you get into it? Yeah. Um, definitely first introduction was piano lessons. I had a, a very great teacher, um, yeah. <laughs> as, as you can imagine, and he really just understood where my interest and love for music came from. So even though I did have to do all like the boring classical stuff, mm-hmm. he indulged like my interest in pop music. And that really just gave me a great lens to look at music, even as like a kid, just like consuming it passively on TV or the radio. Um, and then grew up singing in choirs all the time. And I was always singing in like an alto part. Mm-hmm. So I never got to sing the melody in choir, but yeah. I think that was a good thing because I think I'm like, yeah, this like 
mid-range harmony part is like that's, that's incredible good. yeah so i think that really um yeah that just made me love music all the more and uh and i think in middle school i moved across the country i moved from florida to wisconsin and i spend a lot of time listening to youtube covers alone and um i think that just like put me in that world of i can do this too i too can film a cover in my bedroom and be a part of the music industry in a way yeah <laughs> that's awesome mm -hmm. that's really cool um kind of going off of that maybe going a little bit like back um what was like the first either like idea of a song you wrote or like first song you wrote and like how'd you feel about it and was that like all right cool perfect like this is what I want to do or was it just like oh that was a cool experience but maybe not what I want to do oh yeah that's a great question yeah. I think mm, as a kid I was very competitive and didn't like to do anything that I wasn't already good at. And yeah. so I think the first time I wrote a song was because in fourth grade, everyone, did you have to learn how to play the recorder? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, you know, they were teaching everyone how to play the recorder and yeah. I, you know, four years into piano lessons was like, I can read like, oh, you guys are like so slow. And yeah. then our um, teacher was like, for our final assignment, we had to write a song on the recorder. And so I wrote my little melody, but I knew that I could like take it to the piano and like, you know, expands on it, right? Lyrics. And at that point, I think I, I knew what chords were too. So I wrote something and I remember like, playing it on the recorder and singing it acapella to my friends and like having them like gas me up and be like, yeah. wow, like <laughs> you did that. And I yeah. think that probably was like, I think that was my first idea. And I think, you know, honestly, it's not very deep. I think I was just like, wow, I'm way better at this than everyone else. So I got to keep doing it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, that's awesome. Yeah. That's such a, like, yeah. That's a good thing because yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was the same. I was a very competitive kid. Still am a little bit. And I mean, I feel like it, it actually has its benefits because like, you know, if someone's doing something that's like better than you, then like that kind of pushes you to like be better. So I see it as a good thing. I do too. Um, <laughs> there was definitely time where it bogged me down. But these days I'm like, no, the competition the competition is good. Yes, yeah. of course, definitely. Um, okay, I guess my next question is, um, tell me about your 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 newest song, "Being Single." What is it about? Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, "Being Single" is a song that I started beginning of the pandemic and kind of shelved it for a while until my friend Charlie and I started writing a bunch of music, initially not necessarily for the EMEA project, but we were planning on releasing music as a duo and just kind of playing around. It was in, potentially as like an anonymous project. So eventually I found like a really old version, like my first scraps of this song. 
and um and we like played around with it and essentially it's about it's it's like a it's a wallowing song it's about being like boo um i am impatient and i don't want to i don't want to date i don't want to like do the work of meeting people and putting myself out there i just want to fall in love and call it a day and be done uh-huh. and um basically kind of like begging for a band-aid for loneliness mm-hmm. that's what it's about <laughs> yeah. yeah no i i've been there still in love <laughs> yeah it's it's interesting because because it's like um yeah it's like well i'll speak for me so like for me it's like my parents like want me to get married and actually mainly my grandma so that she has like a way to like tell all of her friends like that she has like her grandsons married and kids and all that stuff you know what I mean mm-hmm. but then it's like it's kind of a lot of work because like <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you don't to, say. Like, yeah to like date and all this stuff it's it's tough um yeah but like this is completely unrelated to music but like do you have any like crazy like bad first dates that are that you want to share obviously (laughs) (laughs) the problem is like I'm way too eager to share like all right let's go (laughs) (laughs) I'm like oh (laughs) I thought you'd never ask (laughs) um plenty I'm trying to think because there's some there's some really fun ones, but I also still know these people too, and uh, I don't want to like put them on blast necessarily. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, but yeah, I guess honestly, one of the craziest first date stories, and I don't even know if you would count this as a first date because it was a grand romantic gesture right away. One of the first um bumble dates actually the very first bumble date i ever went on um was with this guy who actually didn't live in new york at all i Mm -hmm. matched with him while i was visiting my my parents for thanksgiving Mm -hmm. and we just like got to talking and i like had no idea how this stuff worked so i was like oh my gosh we're talking on the phone like this is it like this is my next boyfriend we did it good job man (laughs) Like, yeah. <laughs> and, um, there was one day he was like, Hey, I, I'm taking the bus to New York. Um, I'll see you in a bit, uh, which was like, we were talking about it, but it actually did come off as a little bit of a surprise to me. Uh-huh. And it was like big. It was like, Oh my God, this guy's like crossing state lines for me. Like, this is real. Yeah, and see. I just remember meeting him, seeing him for the first time and classic scenario. I was like, Oh, not that attracted to this person and it's actually really awkward like being around him um and we spent just way too much time and i think yeah that's my crazy story that's some for my first date off of like a dating app yeah i took the bus to see me which honored (laughs) that's funny i i've had a few um well, one, I, one, I guess would kind of be my fault, but I'll tell it to you and then you can kind of decide if it was please, my fault please. or not. I'll, I'll let you know. I'll be honest. All right. Thank you. <laughs> All right. So this was like my first like iteration of using like um, online dating, which is another story for another day. But anyway, but yeah, so I was um, I was I was on OkCupid and I matched with this with this girl. And then, you know, start talking this and the other. And then we like 
schedule a time to meet. Uh, granted, this was like, as as like as like luck would have it, like we met before Thanksgiving, so we couldn't do anything like that week, obviously. Right. And then like I think she went somewhere, and then like it was like some other holiday. Anyway, doesn't matter. That's irrelevant. But met up. Uh, well, actually, well, we went to this like to this like cafe place because she's vegan. And so I got there like hella early because like where I live in accordance to Seattle is like I live south of Seattle. So I live kind of far. Um, so anyway, got there and then like I messaged her. I'm like, hey, OK, I'm here. And like she doesn't answer. And then I'm like, oh, dang. So then, <laughs> <laughs> so then, you know, I'm just waiting, 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 waiting. Aww. And then um I message her again and then like the waitress starts to like circle me not not circle me but like kind of, like comes and leaves and comes and leaves and then at a certain point I think the waitress knew what was going on so like she didn't come and then I message her again and it was probably like this was like an hour 15 plus in so then I was like okay well if she doesn't like come in the next 10 minutes I'm gonna go so anyway so she comes, we talk. I'm like, uh, I don't really like this, but I wanted to like give a second chance. So yeah. then, so then we go to this other place called the Starbucks Reserve. And I guess I didn't do the due diligence to realize that that place is not a regular Starbucks. So they won't have like vegan options. Yeah. So we go and like, it's just, yeah, it was bad. Cause like, oh, also she was late again to that. And oh no. Yeah, no, seriously. Like yeah, nah, it was bad. Yeah, and then yeah, so I like, yeah, we ordered coffee. We started talking, and this whole time I was like, yeah, I'm trying to get out, <laughs> but like, but like I was trying to be polite and just like stay there. So that's what happened. I was like, probably my worst experience. <laughs> oh man, well hey, you tried. You I tried. did. I did. With all I these stories, myself. I'm like, everyone tried. You know. Of course. Yeah. So. Yeah, we showed up that's all that matters that's all that matters yeah <laughs> that's awesome um kind of going off of that so uh you just moved recently to like brooklyn to like New no York? no i've been here for three years now. Oh, okay. three and a half yeah yes how was that like how was how was moving to new york like the experience was it was it cool or pretty glorious yeah. i gotta say it's I know that as a little old lady in a retirement home, I'm sure I would tell the story of how I moved to New York with my two friends from college. Yeah. Lots of with, yeah, with it's, it's a, a good story. I had a great time moving. It, it definitely had a lot of bumps the way that you would imagine moving to a new city would be. Mm -hmm. Like for example, I didn't have a bed for a month and we didn't have internet for three weeks. And I, develop adult onset asthma living here too um so lots of little things happened um at the time like i i broke up with my my then boyfriend and so many so many little things but i always knew that i wanted to live here new york is home to me yeah. so loved it and yeah. still do that's awesome that's really cool yeah i i went to new york last summer I was only there for like a day or two because I was doing a concert. 
But um, it was really cool. Well, I got kicked out of JFK, but that's another story. No. <laughs> well, because, okay, so, like, long story short, I like, okay, I'm a huge fan of airports. Like, I love airports a lot. Like, I'm the kind of person that will, like, go to an airport, like, four hours before my flight and just, like, sit. Okay. <laughs> and, like, just walk around. But anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. feel that. It's fun, you know? Yeah. So, but, like, I thought, well, two things here's where I messed up one I thought I could sleep at JFK and then wake up and do whatever I need to do and two I realized this is New York and you can't do that but yeah got kicked out slept in baggage claim then left to Bushwick got lost on the subway and then had my concert came back slept again in baggage claim then went to Seattle but New York was cool I liked it a lot <laughs> it, yeah it's it's different I will say that, but like in a good Absolutely. way. In a good way, always. Yeah, that's cool. Um, what's like the most interesting like New York thing you've done? Like music, things. concert, art, whatever. Like, like a true New York experience. Yeah. Oh wow! Never quite thought about this. Yeah. Um. Hmm. I guess, wow, what is the most New York thing I've done? Hmm. I don't know if it's a single thing, but okay. the first week that I came here, I was very determined to meet. I really needed to find someone or like find people who I can make music videos with. That was like my first like, I was like, I got to get my crew together. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, I guess the most New York thing that I did was I think like every day within I, I swear it really was either my first or second week living there. I was like going on these like networking dates with like all sorts of people like in different places and just getting coffee with anyone that I could find or who would respond to my DMs. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I think that was probably the most New York thing that I did was just like schedule back to back things mm -hmm. um, and like, yeah, not care. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, excuse me. Um, okay, I guess my next kind of question off of that is like, how do you, how do you prevent yourself from like over editing or over analyzing something that you've created? And is that something that like you don't do or is that something you, you do and you're working towards it? But yeah, like how do you like mm -hmm. stop yourself from overanalyzing just anything and creative stuff too? I think these days I know if I'm spending too much time on something, it's not good. Like I have accepted that the best things, at least for me, that I've made are always things that have to feel almost as if it were an accident. Mm. Like if I'm trying too hard, it's not, it's gonna be really bad. So yeah. I actually think, yeah, I think now I just kind of trust at the moment I, and I think it was really hard cause it's hard to differentiate between, am I just being lazy and I'm not just, and I'm, I'm not putting in enough time to polish mm. this or am I trying to make something that to its core and foundation does not have the potential to be good. Mm -hmm. um, and now I'm just, I'm, I feel like the way that I prevent that is to trust my intuition right off the bat when I feel like, nah, this is actually just like a throwaway song. So I don't have to like work too hard on, on yeah. this particular one. Yeah, definitely. I like that. 
yeah, kind of going off of that, um, how do you, how do you like grab your intuition, take it and like mend it together and then listen to your intuition versus just like you have something like you have, an, you know, you have your intuition like telling you to do this, mm-hmm. but then you're like, ah, I don't want to do that. And when, when has it like been good for you not to listen to your intuition? When has it been good for you to listen to your intuition? It's a great question because I find that um, my intuition is like a best friend that is sometimes wrong. Like it, I I totally under, I get what you're saying. Yeah. How I have finally, I think I figured it out. Mm -hmm. It's um, I just need time. So I feel like me today and me tomorrow Mm-hmm. have a better grasp of what's really going on than just me deciding in the moment. So mm-hmm. whenever I'm not sure to trust my intuition, I kind of go with like this like sleep on it rule. So the next day, I always think me and my intuition will be like refreshed. It'll be better to look at it from that angle. Mm-hmm. But I don't give it more than like two or three days max. I think that that's how I kind of wrestle with my intuition if I'm not sure if it's really because sometimes like my intuition can be strayed swayed by little things like oh I didn't have enough sleep or <laughs> I I am like really hung up on something and so my judgment is kind of skewed because I'm I'm still kind of working through some other emotional thing that happened to me so I always feel like I have to like what I can't I I have to give myself the time to reset. And then I think my reset intuition, it's like trying to come up with the data of like, if I set, if I thought this today, and yeah. I think this tomorrow and the day after, then it must be true. <laughs> <laughs> I like that a lot. Um, wow. Yeah. That's, that's really good because yeah. Uh, I like how you described your intuition as a best friend because it is when you think about it like you know like there have been times where I've thought of something that I like really wanted to do Uh, and then it's like then I like try to do it in the moment but then when I'm in the moment I'm like what am I doing (laughs) 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 like this isn't the right thing you know yeah um but yeah, I like that, like sleep on it and don't let it like drag because because yep. once it drags, it's not happening. Yeah, the there's force. like there's a point where no amount of time will make it better. Yeah. So that's how I feel too. If I'm doing something, I'm like, oh, this isn't great. Like stop and then next day, because sometimes it's just hard for you to evaluate whether or not that's like good or quality. Um. So yeah, I'm... Yeah. I'm like, I say this, like I got this down, but I've only just kind of realized it. With yeah. so I'm trying to just incorporate that process more in my life. Definitely. Yeah, I agree. Um, kind of going off of that um, serendipity, because, you know, you talked about like how, you know, if like, I kind of want things to kind of happen on accident in a way you know Mm -hmm. um do you see like your point of life that you're in right now as like 
a series of serendipitous moments or do you think that like it was bound to happen regardless of timing regardless of who you talk to regardless of like location um or is it a mixture of both like how do you see that oh man this is pretty deep this is kind yeah. of like <laughs> do you believe in destiny like i man uh, I feel like I have always been team. This was what it was meant to be for yeah. so long. <laughs> I, I'm not saying that I've totally gone onto the side of it's all accidental and it's mm -hmm. all like a series of, I just think, I think that this was the outcome that happened because of my choices and, and sprinkle in like, some some surprises here and there and yeah. that's that's all i can say to that i do think that um there's this saying um one of my favorite quotes that my grandma always says a vietnamese like thing that is um like skill is not as effective as luck and that's like something that i've kind of accepted too or i'm just like you know yeah i did <laughs> kind of get myself here but nothing is nothing can compare to the sheer force of like chaos like yes <laughs> so i think that yeah but now i'm i you know i say this i'm talking this through and i'm like you know what? actually it's all just random i really don't know how i got here <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah and that's like that's like the beauty of of everything you know it's like even just this like this is like completely random you know yeah, but yeah. it's cool you know because it's like yeah it's just like yeah everything just has to me like like the way I look at it is like um you know we all have yeah we have we all have choices but we don't know the alternative to any of our choices and I think until one day when either technology gets that far or you know mm -hmm. you leave the earth you'll sure. then be able to see like all right, maybe if I went this way, this would have worked. But maybe if you went that way, you could have got like, I don't know, hit by a bus or something. And then like, True. you know, like, so it's like, you like, yeah, I don't know. You just, everything. Like, you just don't know about your your alternatives to anything you do. And so it's just like, pick one. Don't worry about the others, you know. So that's yeah. nice. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So on a lighter note, <laughs> <laughs> uh um okay this is like completely unlike completely unrelated to music or anything but you have a hundred dollars right and yeah and so you can only spend it on food or snacks or drinks if you want but um the hundred dollars can carry from from each meal to the other right so like you have breakfast lunch dinner and then a snack what would you buy and why for each item for like each um food or each time or whatever is it a hundred dollars across all the meals or is it a hundred dollars right. for each meal a <laughs> hundred across all okay. the meals yeah I got you. but I got you, you but yeah. you can carry over or skip a meal to get more money for your final meal <laughs> <if> you want <laughs> wow okay well you caught me at probably the most responsible time in my life so part of me is like okay right, we're taking a quick trip to trader joe's okay <laughs> um and we're gonna buy some ingredients okay um 
And okay, hundred dollars. Okay, I just learned how to make ceviche. Ooh. So that is gonna. Yeah, I think I think the materials for that couldn't be more than like ten, twelve dollars. It's like the yeah. fish, two tomatoes, two limes, two lemons, yeah, a cucumber. Yeah. Yeah. Incredible. That's like that's lunch. I just skipped breakfast. Breakfast, um, a box of cereal. Yeah. Um, dinner. Um, what do I do for dinner? Mind you, you have like eighty eight dollars left. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would buy. I would go to. There's this like little fish market in Williamsburg. Mm -hmm. Um, I would buy seaweed mm -hmm. and tuna mm -hmm. er, and sushi rice. All that, those things, I feel like that would be like 25, 30 maybe if the fish is like really good. So let's say mm -hmm. 30 um, and I would make that. Um, so I spent like what, $40 already? 40, yeah, so you're at like $40. The, the last 50, yeah. um, I would buy, I don't know, a bottle of Clico. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. So, so you're into fish then? You're like a fish person then? Yeah, I, uh, seafood is definitely my favorite genre of food. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, I like hamburgers and chicken sandwiches. Fish is okay, but like once in a while. But also, it kind of depends on who makes it, you know. That's true. That's yeah. true. I'm a big fan of everything. A joke that I've been wanting to make on Instagram is I want to do a poll or like one of those like Q&A things where I'm like, name me a food and I'll tell you if I like it. And it's just going to be yes for, for everything. You should do that. Um, only, only my roommates and my best friends know that the answer would be yes. And I'm just like, I just like want people to get to know me more. And I feel like this is the way to do it. Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, yeah, you should definitely do that. Um, okay, yeah. yeah, and I'll, I'll like intentionally not answer so that I don't skew any of the results. You know. Oh, of course. I mean, please, please, like, give I'll me... answer no to everything. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Um. Okay, so I have like a few more questions. Um, I guess the first question or. One of them is, how'd you come up with your name? It's a really cool name. I like it a lot. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, Emia, I always knew, at the time where I realized like I was going to make a different artist name, I knew that it had to be some sort of like feminine thing. I wasn't even sure. I knew like it was going to be a name, but I didn't want it to be like, uh, I don't know, like, Anna, like yeah, something yeah, that's yeah. like close to my own name, yes. but I still wanted it to have um, like a reference to uh, like Vietnamese culture in some way. I wasn't sure. So I, I played around with like, okay, let's start with first letter. So the E in Emia has that little accent and that accent is in my last name. So technically it should be Amia because mm -hmm. of the little hat thing because my last name is Lei. Yeah, but I'm like, eh, no one's gonna know. We're gonna ignore that. It's just yeah. gonna be a cool symbol. <laughs> and um, M is the Vietnamese pronoun, uh, like female pronoun. Mm -hmm. um, and I stole that from 
a YouTuber, Michelle Fawn, who created a makeup line called M yeah. after that. And so I'm like, I'm taking that. <laughs> um, and then I was like, oh, okay. Like what makes something girly? Something yeah. you, add an, you add a Y or you add an IA and suddenly it's feminine. And yeah. I just had it written down like in my phone for a really long time. And honestly, it was just sitting in my phone for a year. And then I was like, you know what? I still like it. Mm -hmm. I think this is it. I think it's time. And it's May 2008, 2017. Um, I just made the switch on Twitter, which I had no Twitter followers. So it felt like a big deal to me, but no one had to see it. So that was the, the story. And that's where my name came from. <clears throat> awesome. Yeah. That's really cool. Um, kind of going off of that, uh, what's like, What's like your favorite concert that you performed like as an artist um, or yeah, yeah, as an artist mm. yeah. or top five? Yeah. Okay. Okay. I think recently uh, I played a show at Pete's Candy Store in August, like last August mm -hmm. with uh, two of my closest friends who I moved to New York with. Yeah. And I, and I can't really tell what it was. I think it was just um i performed with like two bandmates that like i performed in different variations of like the emia band setup and i think mm -hmm. i finally with my guitarist and my drummer feel extremely comfortable so already i'm like oh these i feel really taken care of i'm not worried so mm -hmm. there was like a lot of comfort in that performance and also um a huge challenge that i've been trying to overcome ever since performing is the whole idea of like talking to the audience in between songs some people do it extremely well some people don't even do it at all and like they're super cool and it just works and mm. i always knew that my songs kind of need a little bit of a breather like i do kind of have to talk mm -hmm. and so it's just been such a big challenge feeling comfortable doing that and i don't know what happens um, maybe I was just feeling especially unhinged that performance, but I was just, I was just like, I was just t talking to the audience, like the yeah. way I would talk to my best friends and they really, really responded. And I think it was extremely gratifying. And ever since that performance, um, now I'm, I, I think it's actually like arguably one of my favorite parts about performing is talking like to a crowd about you know why and how the songs were written so that's definitely now like my number one favorite performance that i've done mm -hmm. and then the second one was before the pandemic happened i went on this little like bootleggy west coast tour um, where i was in seattle actually oh man and um there huh. was a girl who had been following my like my career for a really long time like like down to like my first release and she like couldn't get tickets to i played this so far show and like they the limited like seating was yeah it she couldn't get a ticket to that show and i felt really bad that i couldn't get her in so i was like you know what i'll just play like where are you like i'll <laughs> play like a little acoustic like house show yeah. um, you can invite your friends and she's like okay like you can play in my dorm um there's like no space and i could probably just invite one other person but like you know i, I would pick you up and, like she was so so sweet oh um so me and my bandmate were like hell yeah let's just do it so <laughs> like we played a show in a dorm room to yeah. two people 
call and she was like crying and I honestly thought that was like one of the best shows I've ever shows I've ever played um, yeah. it meant a lot to me um I assumed it meant a lot to her too and um just it was just so special to be like you have supported me like little old me um, <laughs> yeah. I'm grateful to have a fan like that so yeah, yeah. that is so cool um, yeah yeah that's yeah that's amazing that you were like down to just be like all right i got you like i'm gonna come come to you um yeah i respect that i really do honestly that's cool thank you yeah, yeah i um i very much like knowing full well that i'm you know i'm not a famous person <laughs> um but like you know like i feel like the best part about that like i am not a famous person so i can yeah. go to your house like, yeah exactly <laughs> absolutely do that. Um, yeah. and there's a part of me um you know the ego and the hubris within me is like you know what one day i might not be able to do that one day yeah. i might be too famous to do like <laughs> potentially dumb shit like this so yeah <laughs> of course i like that um where did you play in Seattle? Do you like? Do you remember? And like, what year? It was January twenty twenty, and okay. I played. Um, it was essentially a house show with so far okay. sounds. Okay, mm -hmm. gotcha. Nice. Yeah. January twenty. Was I here in January twenty twenty? I think I was. <laughs> well, anyway, that's cool. Yeah, <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah, we'll have to. We'll talk later, but definitely should come back to Seattle. Oh, absolutely. Figure something out. Yeah. Um, okay, I have two more questions. So, uh, so like, this is a question I ask towards the end of like every interview that I do. Mm -hmm. And it's so when when everything's all said and done, you've done everything you wanted to do, you've done everything you've wanted to accomplish. Like, do you want to be recognized or do you want to be known for what you do? It's kind of like a legacy question. Mm, recognized or known yes mm. or remembered remembered yeah. recognized or known what's the difference between those there isn't a difference well yeah. i mean it's up to you there, <laughs> there's no i will say there's no wrong answer to this um well i guess recognized to me makes me think that i would be stopped on the streets and that's never been anything that i dreamed about i mean i would want it to happen once in front of my parents that's it like um <laughs> like after after that happens i don't care like that should never happen again it should be one random time yeah but, like definitely known like i mean i would love i feel like I have so much love for these like random people in the music industry that um, you know I'm obsessed with, mm -hmm. and they'll ne they'll never know, but they're like a huge reason, a huge inspiration to me. And it would be very cool to quietly believe that at some point I am that person for someone else. So I'm gonna say known, but recognized at least once out to dinner with my parents, please. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Facts. I, I completely and one hundred percent agree with you because then that'd be so cool. Because I'm like, see, mom and dad, <laughs> this stuff does work out. 
yeah that'd be dope yeah <laughs> yeah and then after that i'd be like it's too much yeah. and then after that it's like um no yeah no, thank you yeah, yeah. i just want to answer <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> um that's cool so uh my last question where can we find you where can we support you where can we like where can the wandering near be your like part of your crew yeah well i am always on the gram so instagram is kind of where i kind of with my like link tree and link in the bio all the stuff is always updated there and i feel like that's kind of like home but honestly you know spotify twitter i'm trying to be better at twitter these days um youtube like i I find that you know that's probably me at like my me-ist with all my videos um and yeah just you know watch the videos stream the songs uh make dumb comments on my pictures i respond to all of them and uh yeah just be ready for the next single coming very soon and also something i wanted to share is i am doing a collaboration with a studio um in brooklyn and we are making um straight to vinyl versions of a few select songs that i've i've put up on their website and how it works is you order a song and i will record a version of that on the spot it goes direct to vinyl there's no other versions um And yeah, I think that's just something super exciting. I've never made vinyl records ever. So to make acoustic versions of my songs through that is super exciting to me. And yeah, stay tuned for video call part one, which is like all of the songs or half of the songs that I'll be putting out this year. (laughs) That's awesome. That is, yeah, that's really, really cool. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, you're welcome. I know. I know, I know, I know. You're like, Daniel, keep the episode going. It was getting better. But with all good things, they have to come to an end. So I hope that you enjoyed Emya and Aya's conversation. Uh, Emya is just an amazing person. Really cool, super down to earth. And if you're in New York, hit up Emya because Emya makes some really good music. And, you know, I don't know, you can collaborate or something. Um, so much love to you. Thank you for taking time out of your busy lives to just to just listen to this podcast thank you to emya for just being down to interview or well for being down to be interviewed um i appreciate it it means the world to me and uh i'm going to share emya's information so that you can go out and support her on social medias check out her music everything of that nature because that's what we do here at the wandering year and while you're at it you can also follow the wandering year on instagram we're on Facebook, we're on Twitter, we have Spotify as well. You can listen to this podcast, you can share this podcast with all your friends, that'd be great. Um, if you want to connect with us even more deeper, we have a newsletter that we write, um, just articles and things of that nature. You can follow that as well, it's in the notes below. And if you want to get even more deeper, we throw shows in Seattle and elsewhere. And uh, yeah, we... We might be going somewhere outside of America uh, very soon, but I'll leave that as a surprise. But anyway, thank you so much for listening, for supporting, for just being down to just be a part of the Wanderneer. Um, a lot of amazing things are going to be happening this summer, and I cannot wait to share it with you all. And also, next or this week, I'm going to be dropping a new 
like series under this new idea um i'll just say that because i don't want to spoil it but just know it's been pretty fun i've been interviewing a lot of people for this so it's going to be really cool to share it all out uh otherwise that's it really it's raining um i think i'm gonna go jump in a puddle and uh eat some mcdonald's and drinks and drink a uh, caramel frap at the same time and yeah anyway i'll see you guys later bye